You're about to hear from the creator of the NorCal Fitness Summit, Khaled El Majri, here on episode one of the Trust Your Hustle podcast. This is the Trust Your Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Trucks, former foster child turned NFL athlete, American Ninja Warrior, and serial entrepreneur. Each episode, I am honored to bring you an incredible human being who will share with you their life experiences and perspectives to help you go from surviving to thriving in your life when you learn how to trust your hustle. So buckle up and get ready for the ride. It's go time. I am excited to bring you our guest today, Khaled El Madre. He's the creator of the NorCal Fitness Summit, a summit that brings hundreds of fitness professionals together every single year to learn how to grow themselves in their businesses. He also is a consultant and he gives his insight and knowledge to corporations and companies to help them grow. But more of what you're going to hear today is what allows him to do what he does and be who he is. So without further ado, let's get into this. Hey there, it's your host, Anthony Trucks with the Trust Your Hustle podcast. Welcome back. I am here uh, with an amazing guy. He's a, he's a good friend. I've known him for many, many years from my previous profession, we'll call it. And in fact, he was around when Trust Your Hustle was literally born, like the moment it was born. So uh, we'll get into that in here in a moment. My friend's name is Khaled El Madri. Khaled, welcome. Thank you for coming to the Trust Your Hustle podcast. I mean, let's, let's get rolling. What, what is your life like right now? What are you doing right now? Man, life's uh, life's amazing right now. Um, I'm actually in so I'm in I'm in Arizona right now. Um, I at a Lifetime Fitness, so I basically uh, I am the membership onboarding manager for Lifetime Fitness here in Arizona um, in Gilbert. Uh, basically, handling all uh, new members. So when you join the club, uh, you get to sit down in front of me, and we, you and I, or the member and I, will map out. I will map out your entire like program, your goals, what you're trying to accomplish, what's mm-hmm. what's held you back, what stopped you in the past. Uh, so yeah, man, that's my new role. Man, just moved out here about three three months ago. Nice, man. And that's yeah, that's a big leap to take. That's not a, an easy thing to do. And and I think at the end of the day, I I commend that because most people they have these ideas and aspirations to start something new or transition or change, but they're always in this like this area of thinking, well, I can't because I'm just I've been here for so long. Or I've I've been doing for so much time. Like I can't go and do something new. But you literally up and moved, like left <laughs> left home and left. Pretty much good. Yep. Yep. I love, I'm always, I'm man, I love risk, bro. I'm always wanna, I'm always big on risk. Uh, I like leaping and then figuring it out and and for me it was just time to go like things just weren't working out like the the universe wasn't aligning for me in san francisco anymore and there were some things that were happening personally uh going through a divorce that opened up some opportunity and and when opportunity came it came in arizona and i took it and did the 12-hour drive and came out to arizona there you go, man. I dig it. I dig it. That truly is is trust in your hustle, man. And and I want I want uh, I want to go back, man. A couple of things. One, uh, I w- I would love to hear your perspective on how trust trust was born. And then two, what do you think it means for you to trust your hustle? Well, I know Mars. I mean, I remember when it was we were all in a meeting in Monterey at a mastermind, and I remember one of our mastermind members mentioned said something that she was struggling with, and all of a sudden Anthony says, "You just got to trust your hustle." Yeah. yeah. And, and like it was just that organic. Like there was it just came out. Like it wasn't planned or anything. And that became the start of this amazing empire of of trusting or hustle. And yeah. so now I remember that. What was what was, repeat this part second part though? Oh yeah. So what do you think it means for you to trust your hustle? I mean that's a good question. Uh, I mean for me it's a, it's from the time it got 
created and since I've known you and we've talked about it, I think it just comes down to like trusting yourself. And I, I think it under it it means for me it's it's knowing that like life will always throw curves ball curveballs at you. Things will never go as planned. Like there's always gonna be like things that are gonna happen, things are gonna get in the way, relationships might not work out, whatever it is, it's going back to understanding like no matter what happens. I'm, I'm going to trust that what I'm doing um, is going to eventually work out for the best. And I think it's always remembering that. And from that's what trust your hustle means to me is like, no matter what's going on around me, as long as I trust that every day I'm showing up and every day I'm showing up for the right reasons. And every day I'm like, I'm grateful that I have this opportunity to show up. Hmm. Things are going to work out in the long run. Nice, man. I like that. That's a, I love hearing that every time I get on, it's one question I ask. And I love hearing people's perspectives because I honestly learn more about it every time, oddly, just by hearing other people's thoughts on it. So this whole thing's about, you know, how do you go from a place of surviving to thriving? Like, how do you go from a place where you're just kind of getting by? And sometimes this happens early in life, sometimes later in life, sometimes it always just keeps popping up. Who knows? I'd love to you for you to have us uh, go through a moment in time where you were surviving. Like it may have been, I know your past, it could have been your past, whatever you want to kind of talk about. But what was that moment like? What was that time like in your life? I mean, I, honestly, I can think of two, two moments. Um, you know, one, my past. I was born in the Middle East. Uh, I moved here to America when I was five. And when you're talking about like surviving, I was born in a, I was born in a country that was going through a civil war. And so imagine at five years old, like bombs are going out off around you. Things are exploding. There's gunfire. People are dying. Uh, my parents up, took us out of that country, moved us to America at five for the American dream. Yeah. And just so that we had a better opportunity at life. And so for me, like surviving at five years old in a new country, I didn't speak English. Uh, you know, I felt I was by myself, really. Like I didn't fit in. Um, yeah. I was this awkward little kid. And so I, and over those years, I had to survive. Like I had to figure out how to fit in and, and how to be a part of the culture, how to speak English. And mm -hmm. so that for me was always been like that gratefulness of my parents uprooting us and bringing us here. Um, that's always been part of my survival because I always remember that. And so those days when I am struggling and I need to trust my hustle, I go back to the fact that at five, I could have been in a whole different situation or I could be dead. Yeah. And so that's one moment. And currently the moment I'm in right now, uh, it's surviving in a different way, man. It's surviving where, you know, in this year, we were just talking about it before we hopped on has been a year of like personal, personal growth and personal like challenges of going through a divorce, um, reconnecting with my child, moving to Arizona. And so there's, it's a different kind of survival. And it's really one that's really challenging me as a person right now and really challenging my character and really challenging how I view different things and the perspective I have on the world. So right now, yeah, but those are my two in life at five and at 35. Those are my two things right now that are, are yeah. uh, surviving. <laughs> I get it, man. And it's, uh, you know, it's crazy because most people that would come on, you know, they're like in a great place. And, and, and I think sometimes people think once you get up there, like, oh, it's just going to be great forever. Like, oh, you, you've hit the pinnacle and you're always going to stay there, which is not the case. I mean, life is ebbs and flows. There's mountains, there's valleys. It's, it's part of how it works, you know? And, and I think that's kind of, for me, one of the things I want to dig into right now, because I know there's somebody probably right now in the same place, like, you know, and then they're, they're struggling, they're trying to go through some things where they're just, they're just listening to and hoping to find that simple nugget. And I know that because you've been here, you'll know how to get through it. Cause again, you got this craziness going on, but you're smiling, like you're, you're in a good place, you know, and people probably like, is it crazy? It's, but it's, I think it's a perspective. So for, for me, I want to know, 
Like where, cause it's all about that see, sacrifice, sustain, those three levels people go through. What is it that you think you, you've, you've seen in your own life that has, you know, kind of held you back or been hindrances to your growth? And what areas have you seen that are opportunities? Like obviously I'd want to go to Arizona. Like what do those two contrasting areas look like for you? I mean, I mean, I think one for me, it's the biggest one where we were looking at like the opportunity of myself, my own growth was myself. Like I think because I was born in a different country and moved here, that, that sense of not belonging and always wanting to fit in has always been something that's been a challenge up till the last few years where I finally, I was able to work through it, mm -hmm. but it was always the ability of, I always compared myself to others. And so when mm -hmm. I looked at so-and-so was succeeding, um, I felt defeated because I wasn't there. And so I, I got depressed. I just went, I resorted back to what was comfortable and I resorted back to the BS story. I, I always had this story of when things didn't work out, it was because I was born in a different country and I didn't have the opportunities that others people had that were born in the United States. And that became my MO for the longest time. That was my MO. And so for me, it was just being able to work through that understanding like what's interesting is now it's a different, there's this thing called the immigrant edge. And I've been kind of understanding it a little bit more now where like my opportunities here have been a blessing in disguise because my parents, the fact that they left everything behind and brought us here has given me a new perspective on just life. And when I'm dealing with situations like I'm dealing with right now, mm -hmm. the worst case scenario is I could have been dead and, and in a war. Yeah. And so a divorce is a, as big as it is, is a really small situation given the grander scale of where I could have been. So the perspective of like, hey, yeah, I'm going through a divorce and things are rough, but it could have been worse. And I've been blessed with the opportunity to have some amazing friends. And I, I think for anyone going through a hard time is I leaned on my friends mm -hmm. and I leaned on my close friends. It's funny when you're going through a hard time, you really find out who your close friends are. And yeah. I got rid of some friends. There's some people I just don't talk to anymore because when I needed them, they weren't there. And yet yeah. there was others like yourself where I could pick up the phone and tell you what's going on. And you listen with a caring ear and no judging because you're one of my best friends. And so I think in situations where life is hard, I, I you, most people want to take it in and don't, and don't want to, they don't want to get vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I've learned vulnerability is the biggest thing that's helped me work through some of these challenges and has kept me where I'm at because I can pick up a phone and call Anthony trucks and we can have a conversation about what's going on, not business related and just be there as a friend. Yeah. It's big, man. I like that. You kind of, you snuck into something there that actually I think a lot of people don't talk about is the fact that you, sometimes we internalize stuff. Yep. I think, yeah. A lot of people don't also, they don't see that they become the biggest roadblock to their success, their progress. And, and I mean, that's part of it. It's interesting because the way you framed it was some, sometimes your, your problems end up being your blessings. Like, yep. you, so whatever your problem might be is somebody else's, you know, could be amazing. I think the perspective on that's really cool. You know, and I want to, I want to more like, so transition to the happy stuff. Cause I, I mean, that's, that's part of life. I, I think that as people, we spend too much time there and I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. I get that, but I want to, I want to pull the mind and the, and the shifting of this conversation to like, what are the things that, that turn you into you? Cause you have created this amazing summit. You, you, you consult with a major brand lifetime. Like you actually work with them. Like that's not simple, easy stuff. How do you, in the middle of this crazy tornado still, you know, see this opportunity for yourself and snag that? 
I mean, I know for me, like things I, this last year, like faith has been a big part of like my new um, faith has been a big part of like being able to see things for what they are and Mm -hmm. being able to see things as, and so, yeah, the divorce was an issue. It was a blessing in disguise because if it wasn't for that, Arizona would have never happened. And lifetime would have never happened. Mm -hmm. So for me, like, yeah, I can sit there and dwell on this, but look at the opportunity that came of it. So being able to see the optimism in the, being able to be optimistic in in what is called defeat, Mm -hmm. there was optimism. And the optimism was, I'm going to move move a different opportunity and I'm going to take a new challenge. And for me, I, I love serving people. I love helping people. I created a summit to help fitness pros who and business owners and gym and personal trainers who are struggling because I love the fact that I can bring people together. And mm-hmm. so being able to now take that out of San Francisco and go to Lifetime and be able to do it now with our members has yeah. been a huge blessing because for me, like if nothing else, the gym has always been my anchor. Yeah. And so when I was little and really trying to figure out life and who I was, fitness was my anchor. And so for me, the gym has always been my sanctuary of where I go to get away from everything and really just work through things. And so for a lot of people, like you, some people, meditation is their anchor or mm. journaling is their anchor or, you know, whatever going on the trips is your anchor for me. Fitness is my anchor. Yeah, that makes sense, man. I know that's kind of a good, a good place. A lot of people have that be their sanctuary. I know yes. like many days where I hit the phones <laughs> in and just hitting those weights becomes like a, a huge escape from reality, sadly, but it's yes. also cool because it does actually make you feel better. Like legitimately there is science by the fact that exercise makes your, your brain fire a little differently, different chemicals, but you feel better. So that's, that's, that's cool, man. I want to go into now, like, what is it that, that you think is, is going to be unique about you? This is kind of the one where I, I think all the gold is at for a lot of people. It's, you have these opportunities, we have these aspirations, but some people get stuck at that level where they don't trust their hustle and they don't push past a little bit. And I want to know for you, where did you, where did you see two things? One, where did you see something or some things you sacrificed that you shouldn't? And what are the things that you think you sacrifice in ways other people don't that allow you to have success? I, I think, I mean, the one, like where I sacrificed where I shouldn't was not understanding the push and the pull of, this so-called work-life balance. Like there's really like at 35, I understand now there's really no such thing as work-life balance. Like, yeah. at some, like, and you're going, you're going through it right now. You're experiencing it right now. Like, yeah. there's really, like light things are never really balanced. And so, but I think it's understanding making time for what's important. And for me at, at one point, my career was my identity and, everything else took a, a back seat to that career and I, I lost a lot of relationships and I lost personal relationships with girlfriends and I lost personal relationships with friends. Cause I just became all about my career. And at yeah. some point, yeah, like the drums beating over here more and I need to focus on my career, but that I, there was a lot of things that were sacrificed that shouldn't have been sacrificed because I didn't really know how to pull the play, the push and pull game of, I got to work, but I also got to make sure I give time to relationships and nurture those relationships. Um, and I lost them. Yeah. On the back end of that, what makes me so unique is the fact that I focus on my relationships and my relationships and my, and my ability to network and connect and reach out and check in has been, and check in, not saying, Oh, how's business, but it's like, Hey, how's life? Like, how are you? Mm -hmm. And, 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 that has yielded the success of my summit. And that's re- re- yielded the success of opportunities like this. Like these things are created. They don't just happen. And it's, I agree. 
if it wasn't for our relationship, this wouldn't happen. And if it wasn't for relationships that I have with speakers in the industry, not even fitness in other industries, my summit wouldn't grow and sell out like it's been the last two years. So yeah. it's it was it's funny. It's it's what I sacrificed when I was younger is now what's making what makes me unique at thirty five. Yeah, I like that, man. It's a, it's a good perspective on that because some people may you know say I'm never doing it again, but you found the gold like a, you know in that like a silver lining, and and I know that a lot of people never find a silver lining. You know, some people don't ever get there. So I'm glad you got there, and I, I want you to share with people the the difference that is Khaled, right? So there's a way you look at the world, and I don't know exactly how that is. <laughs> I'm never always in your brain, but but it's allowed you to build literally something from scratch. I was there when you first thought about the summit. I was at the first summit. I spoke there. I remember it. Yep. It's now since grown and it's, it's a known, you know, event in the fitness industry. And that's not an easy thing to do. It's an industry that's very disjuncted. It's all over the place. So to do that's awesome. So what are the things, because I know you probably happen across people who want to do something similar. What are the things you tell them that they need to do that they usually don't, they don't grow, but, but really the area of sacrifice is people have to sacrifice something to get that success. What are the things that you think you regularly do in terms of the good sacrifices that other people struggle to do? I, I live by my calendar and, and I think what other people that I run my day, I don't let my day run me. Oh, I like that. And that's been my biggest growth in the last two years is as I got through the first, the first thing I had to get through was this imposter syndrome. Like, why am I the one that is going out and creating this summit? And there was a lot of like, things I had to work through as far as like, oh, English is my second language. I'm an immigrant, blah, 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 blah. I had to work through that. So I hired a coach. Like I paid somebody to help me work through that syndrome, like through that process. Yeah. Um, otherwise I would have been stuck. I would have never been afraid. Like what's amazing is since I did that, I've had opportunity to speak on the NSCA stage. I spoke at a yeah. national conference that I would have never fathomed 12 years ago when I started in this industry. I had the opportunity to speak on marketing and sales at a national fitness event. Like that wouldn't have happened if I kept telling myself, Oh, I can't speak on stage. Nobody likes me. English is my second language, blah, 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 blah. So I think yeah. it was first self-awareness. Like I knew what was holding me back and I was very self-aware of it. And I leaned into it or where most people run and say, Oh, well, I'm going to go over here. Cause this is scary as shit. Yeah. Sorry. I don't, can we cuss on here? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, it's happened. Um, <laughs> You know, I leaned into it. I was like, no, like, I got to figure out what this is because this is going to hold me back. And the more it holds me back, the more I don't want to be laying in bed when I'm 100 regretting what I could have done, like videos, Yeah. because I was afraid to be on camera or I was afraid to be on stage or I was afraid to launch my business because of what other people thought. Like, yeah. if those people are not your audience, that is not your clientele. And I know that now, like, I know NorCal will not attract everybody, but I'll know it'll, it'll always attract the right people. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that are meant to be there. And so if it wasn't for all that process and going through that growth and going through some of those challenges, yeah. the success of it wouldn't be where it's at today. I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah, it sounds, uh, it sounds very clear in my mind. I, I kind of experienced the exact same thing. You pretty much you sacrifice your comfort zone. You know, you, do. you know, feeling like, uh, cause I know some people are like, I, I, I want to put something out there, but I, I don't know who to talk to and they get scared to segment. Right. Cause what happens is you got to pretty much put a delineating line and say, this is me. This is what we do. Whether you're on this side or not, it's up to you, but this is the line. And I think when people try to ride that fence too long, you never attract anybody. So it's, you're pretty much saying, get on one side of the fence. <laughs> and then if they're for you, they're for you. If they're not, don't cut tears for it. Absolutely. Like I know, right. Like I drew the 
line in the sand, and I know NorCal is for those trainers that are in that one to three years. Mm-hmm. Either you are leaving your hell, your big box gym and want to go off on your own, or you're an independent trainer that wants to build a business. Those are, that is my audience. If you're outside of that, like that outside of that three years, you're not my, that's not my audience. And yeah. I, I frankly really, there's other conferences and other people that are friends that yeah. hold, that do that work with that group. So I know who I am. I know where my summit sits yeah. and I know, I know the people we, we attract and talk to. And so that, that is so all my marketing and all my copy and everything I do now is based around, Hey, are you a fitness pro or a gym owner in that first one to three years? Yeah. I, have the, I have the event that's going to help you get started. I love it, man. And having that clarity is huge. And I think that sounds for me like a great transition to what, uh, what the next thing is, is sustaining this all. Because this is not like a one-year thing. This is multiple years. It's grown every year. You've gone from a small location in one area to now a beautiful location in San Francisco by the airport. Like this is this has sustained its growth, you know, and you just sustain your professional growth and you would get, you know, asked to come work at a gym in another state and actually do that. You know, there's areas of life that, that we, uh, we have that are, I think intangible, like the hidden stuff. It's like the secrets I want to call it. What are the secret principles or practices maybe outside of your, you know, your calendar you live by that allow you to sustain your success over time? Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you hear it, it's the meditation. It's the, mm-hmm. like, I go to church now. Like I, I really reset every Sunday. Like that was something I was never doing before. And so that's helped me realign and just get reconnected with like my faith. And, and though, and, and so that's been a huge one for me. Um, meditation in the morning. Like I downloaded an app called Headspace and yeah, it's a good one. 10, 15 minutes. I just meditate every morning. Um, I read every day. Like I'm always learning. Um, I mean, here's a book that's sitting on my desk right now. Mm-hmm. Um, how to build out, how to get leads and sell more appointments. Like, and like I've been in this world for 12 years, but I'm always learning. And so it's always those little things where I make time for what's, what keeps me like, what keeps me, me keeps me unique is the meditation, the journaling, the, you know, I'm inconsistent with it, but I do it. Like there's days where I have a lot going on in my head and I need to get it out and I journal. And there's days where if my journal might be calling a friend and be like, Hey, you have a minute, can we talk? Like I'm going through some stuff. Like I would love just to hear to talk to somebody like, you know, so for me, it's, it's those things that have kept me sustained with, like I go to events and I connect with people like that has helped me sustain the growth of my summit where yeah. you, you were at the first one, we were in a gym and we had 30, like last year we were in a 10,000 square foot conference room with 150 people. Yeah. And yeah. so that doesn't happen without sustainability and without growth and without trusting your hustle that mm-hmm. this is the, I'm playing the long-term game. Like yeah. I'm, I'm playing a mar- I'm running a marathon. I'm not running a sprint and I'm not sprinting. Like it's for me, I'm looking at five years down the road. We're going through a rebrand right now. NorCal will now be called rise yeah. because I'm changing the way we like being the mission of the company and rise as I figure it out and I work through it, it will be the new, the new conference moving forward. And so that happens with growth and that happens with understanding that people are in a place of like, of, of feeling defeated, like mm-hmm. they feel broken. And so you come to rise and from that weekend you are risen yeah. to this new person. Like, you know, you know, your you know, your skills now you have your marketing, you have your leads. Yeah. That is now the new conference. And that doesn't happen without, the ability to grow and sustain some of the things that I need to do, which is go to church, meditate, read, go to events and connect with my friends. 
I love it, man. I love it. So summing it up and, and how I heard is it's self-care, which I think a lot of people, they bypass. You can't pour from an empty cup. And so if you're not taking time to take care of yourself, you're going to be of no good to anybody. Uh, it's it's going to be continuous education because I think everybody hears the same thing is once you stop learning, you're pretty much dead. Like that's the day you stop learning when you die. And if you continuously just go day by day, hoping to have change, but don't change something or learn something, you never get ahead. And I think that's a big problem. And then I think the third thing I heard in there was connections and, and relationships and people you have around you. I think that is something that people bypass because I think if you don't have people that are cheerleaders in some way or support just you as a human, not what you've done, because I think there's a difference there, uh, it always becomes lackluster. Like, you know, having my family in place and, and having friends and people in place, like that's big because when I win, I can go ahead and say, hey, look what I did and you feel better about it. And I love that. I love it, man. I'm digging well, and it. I think, I think right. the bigger, I think for me, it was like, I just got real with like, I got real with and raw yeah. and I, like I got raw with myself as far as like here's where I am here's what my setbacks are and I just I got like I got true to with Khalid with yeah. no one else in the room and I just wrote it all out I'm like here's what's holding me back and then I went to work yeah and then I went to work on figuring out each thing of what was holding me back and I fixed it yeah. and I'm still fixing it like it's not like it's fixed and it's done because there's days where I wake up and I'm like, why the hell am I doing this? Like, yeah. why am I, why did I move across? I'm going through right now. Like, why did I get a divorce? Like, why, like, I, you, you second guess yourself, but it's like, it, it's, it's, I know for my, in the long run, things will be for the better. And those are some, and that's where the church and the meditation, the working out, all that comes into play because it just helps me reset and understand the bigger picture. So I think it's getting real with yourself and getting raw with what it is that's holding you back and then figuring out how to work through it. Nice. It's the, literally, it's the C phase and the sacrifice phase, man. That's yes. exactly what people go through. It's actually, it's funny, it's in the Thrive Academy, we have a, a very specific module called Own It and First Player. And Own It is doing what you just said, getting really raw, owning the situations, owning the problems, as opposed to kind of dish them all out. And then realizing you're the first player, you're in control. And if you're not in control, you got to get back in control because you can't make any changes that are going to be worthwhile until you are in control of this and own that situation. So, man, I love that. I love that. I love it. And I want to, I always keep this in mind. People listen to podcasts and they've been, you know, tuning in. There's some things that they, they probably heard that, you know, maybe they're going to hold, maybe they don't hold, but I always want to take this moment to, to have you be in this zone, this, this flow mode you are, because I know you're there right now. I can feel it. <laughs> what is like that, that parting message or parting thought? If you wanted to leave people with one thing out of everything you said or something new, what do you want to leave on people's hearts right now? get real with your truth mm. and, and what i mean by that is stop saying you're fine because you're not yeah like you might be going through some stuff you're not fine and you might be going through a hard time you're not fine and the minute you get real with that and that's what i mean by get raw and real is get real is stop lying like start start telling the truth like where's your business challenges happening where is your relationship challenges happening like what are you not doing that you could be doing to help take care of yourself to help the relationship to help the real with that and you start telling the truth life becomes this amazing thing and and i'm experiencing that right now no matter what i'm going through on the outside like i'm happy i'm smiling like it's weird but at the same time it's because i know my truth and i know that things had to end because if they didn't, I was going to regret it when I was older or yeah. things have to get started, like getting connected with my daughter. Cause uh, like, if I didn't, things would be maybe bad when I'm, when uh, she gets older, like yeah. get real with your truth. And I, and, and I, like, dude, trust your hustle. Like 
I can't, I keep looking at it and it's like, it keeps talking to me. And it's like, no matter what happens, trust that you're here on this planet for a reason. You have a mission. And as long as you understand what that is and you continue to work through that and you put, you put the blinders on and understand like what that mission is and what that purpose is, you like life will work to your advantage. Yeah. I love it, man. I love that. That's good. I dig that one, man. It hit me right here. I'm like, oh, stop lying. Cause I, I've been in that place. I mean, I, it led me to some dark darks, man. And whenever you're in that place, you're not just admitting like, yeah, I got a problem. Cause that little thing, it, just saying I'm not okay, gives you permission to pursue a better you. The moment Absolutely. you say, hey, I'm good. Like, uh, okay, you're good. But the moment you say, I'm not so good. It's like the door opens up like, okay, I can actually get better now. Yeah. I mean, I kept saying my marriage was good. Oh, my marriage was good. But yet I was partying till like five, six in the morning. Like shit yeah. was not good. Like I <laughs> home to spend time with my wife. And then like the minute I got real with that and really came up to like, I don't want to be in this marriage. Yeah. Like I got real. And it was the most like weird as it sounds. It was the most freeing thing I could have done because like, I shit you not like two hours after I said, I don't want to be in this. Like it was, and it was, like I said, it was, it was a mutual thing. Yeah. I got a phone call two hours later from a buddy of mine who runs the Arizona region saying, Hey, can we, I pick up, we talk for two hours. I let him know what's going on. He calls me two days later and says, I have an opportunity for you, but it's in Arizona. Like yeah. that would have never happened if I didn't get real and, and really understand, like, I'm not, this marriage isn't going to work. And look yeah. what happened because of that. That's crazy. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not the way you want it to happen, but it, it's the way it happened, man. The world works in mysterious ways sometimes. Now, if people hear this and go get divorced, it's not my fault. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, Khaled is not saying to get a divorce and you're going to get like, let me, Yeah, let me put the little, little like, parentheses. Do not get divorced. Yeah, yeah. this is the disclaimer of the divorce. <laughs> disclaimer, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I love it. All right, so I, I know you do some amazing things in the world. If people want to hear more from you or more about you or even hear about your, your Rise Summit soon to come or actually the, the, the rebranding of it, where would they reach you at? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm on Facebook. Um, look up, just call it Almasri. Um, you can always friend me. You can always reach out to me. Um, I'm on Instagram at kfit21. Um, again, you can reach out to me. You can message me. Uh, however, you can reach out to Anthony and Anthony can give you my information. Like those yeah. are like the two best ways to get a hold of me. All right. I got clearance now, people. So for you some reason, clearance. yes, I, I get, I get clearance to give it to you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <That's beautiful. laughs> Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Seriously, greatly appreciate you coming on because I know time is, is not, uh, you know, it's not free. I mean, it takes, it takes a little bit of everybody's investment to do it. So I appreciate you coming here with me. Those of you guys who are tuning in still, whether you're watching, listen, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're a regular listener, I appreciate you more than you even know because I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you listening. If you're a new listener, I'm gr grateful, grateful you took some time because I know your time is valuable as well and I don't want to have any moments wasted for you. Um, I want to ask you if you haven't yet to make sure you go to the Thrive Academy. Oh, look, my camera turned off. Hold on. Uh, what happened? We went black. Black screen. We went, we went black. It, it does this every 30 minutes. I'm going to leave it on too because I think it's, it's part of the, uh, the, the fun part of this whole thing. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'll edit it out. Anyways. No, you won't. <laughs> I know you too well. You're yeah. going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. But uh, if you haven't yet, Make sure to go to anthonytrucks.com forward slash thrive and take the thrive assessment, which allows you to figure out which of four thrive types you are and how to go from surviving to thriving in your own life in any area whatsoever. So again, man, thank you, Cal, so much for being here. I honestly, seriously, I'm blessed to have you here. I love hearing about awesome stuff you're doing. If you guys want to know more about this man, talk to him. I highly recommend that you just reach out. He's an awesome dude. He will communicate to help you because you never know where you're at. And sometimes just that one nugget of information will help you get to the next stage. So go and find it. Yes. That's it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you guys next time.
Wow, that right there was one of uh, one of my great friends, but a solid human being. And, and I love the things that he talked about. You know, he talked about aspects to your life that are things you typically wouldn't even think about. You know, creating something different from an opportunity that you didn't was going to be there. I mean, the guy literally lost his marriage and opened a door. Now, it's not something that's a positive, but you can see that there's a silver lining in everything. So no matter what you're going through, there's always possibilities for greatness to come from them. You know, one of the things that I personally took from it was you got to stop lying. And I know we always go through the motions sometimes throughout the day, but you never give yourself permission to be better until you give yourself permission to realize that you're not where you want to be. So, you know, take this lesson and apply it to your life somewhere, because until you get real with yourself, you never know what you really want out of this world. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Abraham Lincoln once said, things may come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. It's time to come alive and become who you were put on this planet to be. Your life is not an accident. You were created for something incredible, but the only one who can create that person is you. So I challenge you to dig deep and show the world what you know you're capable of so you don't rob the world of the gift of you. There are two types of people in this world, those who work and those who watch them work. Make sure you bow for your audience. This is Anthony Truck signing off and reminding you to trust your hustle.